The words we choose are important, and the way we frame opportunities is equally important. Today, I'm going to be joined by Nancy Conrad for the second time on the show. And I love what she's doing with the Conrad Challenge, but I so appreciate how she frames what the Conrad Challenge is about. And you're going to hear her talk about how it's an invitation to design the future. Think about that. An invitation to design the future. Just those handful of words have so much inspiration and potential locked inside. It's just waiting for young people to dig in and unleash the creativity they have inside them, right? They solve interesting problems, and you'll hear more about the challenge within this discussion. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So happy to have Nancy back. And I do want to say that the Conrad Challenge registration is coming to a close quick. So it's really important for you to let your community know and let your students know to register. And they can get all the information they need at conradchallenge.org. Hey, it's Daniel, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those innovative school leaders making change happen in education. We'll have our conversation with Nancy just after this message from our sponsors. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. It's basically like a Fitbit for teachers, helping them be mindful of teacher talk versus student talk. Get a special 20% discount for your school or district by visiting TeachFX.com forward slash BLBS. If you're waiting for your district to develop you, don't hold your breath. What would you be able to accomplish if you poured jet fuel on your leadership development? Rob, a principal in North Carolina, had this to say about his mastermind experience. I have found myself trying more things because I know that I have the support from other amazing school leaders to help guide me through if I get stuck. Turn your dreams into reality and level up your leadership. Apply to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. Well, hello, hello, ruckus maker. I am excited to have Nancy Conrad back on the show. I first spoke to Nancy back in October of 2018, and it's October of 2020, uh, and we're doing another bonus episode to talk about her amazing work with the Conrad Challenge and the Conrad Foundation. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to be with you. Well, as I shared there in the very brief introduction, it's been a handful of years since we spoke last. I'd love for you to tell the Ruckus Maker listening, what's the Conrad Challenge all about in case they don't know? It's really about purpose-driven innovation. It's kind of like, what? (laughs) So... What our our competition does is it invites teams of high school students, 13 to 18, and they come from all over the world, and we invite them to design the future. And they do that by combining innovation, education, and entrepreneurship, creating commercially viable products to solve global and local challenges. Boy, do we need these kids today, huh? And they work in categories, aerospace, energy, cybersecurity, health. 
smoke-free world. And this year we're adding one category that is oceans and particularly the plastic problem in oceans. So these kids are creating real solutions. They are uh, commercially viable and some of them get patents and some of them deploy their products. The students own their IP. We do not own it. And uh, some of them have uh, been awarded patent uh, awards and they work with top tier IP lawyers and uh, the IP is a, is a gift to them. In other words, they're not charged for filing a patent, which can get quite expensive. The kids come from all over the world and they form teams. There's two to five in a team and they need a coach. The coach could be a parent, a teacher, an after school program, a university student, anyone that's an adult qualifies to be a coach. And uh, it's a funneled competition and it, it uh, begins the end of August. And we're just about to hit our first deadline. And that's when the students begin to submit their product ideas. And it's all over the place because we don't say make this and if you make it better, you win. We say, hey, here's a bunch of things that need solutions. And you guys are really amazing thinkers. So find a solution. I, I just want to share with you one piece that I find so interesting. You know, we've been taught fundamentally that there are two ways of thinking about things inside the box and outside the box, but we don't have a box. So we actually created the NoBox Toolbox, which is an organic framework that helps teachers and students to understand the process of innovation and entrepreneurship. And that's on our website and all the kids have access to it. And it's really, the kids are on it from all over the world and it's very interactive. And we have one of our, uh, our head of education and professional development is the guide on that's part of our efforts. And uh, it's pretty interesting to see what these kids can come up with. So that, that's the competition. It's annual. It's a funneled competition. Um, it has become one of the top credentials for university admission. That's happened since we last talked. Wow, congrats. And it's one of the top competitions in entrepreneurship. So we don't give money. Uh, it, this isn't about dropping out of school and making a company. The, the real thing that happens as a consequence of this competition is that young people learn how to think. And they learn how to learn. And that's the biggest takeaway of, of this particular exercise because it's, it's applying their creativity, their, it, I call it pull education. You know, what happens in the classroom is you have the traditional sage on the stage and a complacent student uh, sucking up information. Well, these kids are really smart and they have tremendous capacity to create. And so what we've touched is that creative component of these young people. And so I call it pull education. We pull out of them their passion, their interest, their desire to be part of, of something very active and proactive. And so designing the future is a really cool thing to be able to do at this stage of their lives. And the takeaway for them is really this capacity to learn how to think and learn how to learn because they've applied what they've learned in the classroom. And it's, um, it's an extraordinary mission that we do. And the, the 
the students, when they present at, at our finals, as I said, it's funneled. So we, it, we down select to five teams per category and they present to judges in real time. It's kind of an Academy Awards for the students. <laughs> and the judges are from government, industry and academia. And the prizes that these kids win, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a top credential for university admission, but they win opportunities. And we used to give them money and we found that it was not enough to do what they needed to do and too much to do nothing. And the money didn't really mean very much. And I don't want them dropping out of high school and going to create companies and all that kind of stuff. But, it, but the, as I mentioned, the, the real takeaway is in the process of working in these teams, they were in leadership and collaboration and cooperation and communication. And so that's one of the big takeaways. The opportunity to learn how to think is another big takeaway. And then they get opportunities. So for example, we've had our winning team speak on the floor of the UN and uh, they actually get standing ovations. It's pretty amazing to see this. They get to speak at top tier education conferences. They, they've done local stories for their countries. One of our students some years ago out of South Korea was honored by the government, the president of South Korea. They had parades and all sorts of things. Wow. This young person, and he's gone on to do extraordinary things. So the opportunities that come as a consequence of this are so exciting and so dynamic for these young people. And they kind of become rock stars. You know, I, I call it geek is chic. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really, that's the coolest part, I think. And then they've gone on to, some of them have gone on to actually create companies later during their careers. We're old enough now, we're in our 15th year. So we have quite a a large alumni group. We have an alumni leadership council that works with the students. One of our alumni is on our board of directors. And, you know, it's become, it's a family. It's, uh, this is not about, you know, 250,000 kids in a coliseum somewhere. This is intimate and it's family and it's it's very integrated. And these kids stay with us year over year over year and some for over 15 years at this point. So it's, it's just, I can't explain to you the, you know, how do you explain emotion? You can't. But when right. people ask me how many kids I have, I say thousands. <laughs> we really, I feel that way about these students. And yeah. I, I write references for many of them for universities. They stay in touch with us. And as I said, they become part of our alumni group and our alumni leadership council. So that's what's happened. No big deal. Just two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No big deal. No, I, it is hard to capture the emotion. I think you did a... a a wonderful job doing that. And, you know, this goes out as an audio podcast, but I have a huge smile on my face, especially picturing the kids on the floor of the UN. Wow. Or like you said, the the young person uh, shaking hands with the president of South Korea. I mean, this the, those are moments that they'll remember their whole life. And who knows how that changes the direction of their lives. Uh, I mean, they've spoken at ISTE, they've spoken at BET, they speak at large conferences, and, and they're so um, comfortable in their own shoes. These kids have grown their own authenticity. It's, and I've seen lone wolves come to Summit, and they walk out 
authentic humans. I mean, they walk out with a whole community of young innovators and they walk out with friends. Boy, you know, and in today's world, given what we've got going on, I call it the AC period, the after Corona period. But these kids are, are a global community. I, I'll share with you something that occurs to me that's so unique about what we've done. We, we've been an online education resource for 15 years. So pivoting to online for us was not a pivot. It was just expanding our own platform. These young people, the digital natives, if you will, the Gen Zs, have grown up on the internet. And I, my belief is that they see the world very much like the astronauts did. When, when the astronauts looked back to Earth and saw this fragile blue planet, you know, this blue marble suspended in a black velvet sky, there were no borders, there were no boundaries, and it's fragile. And these young people that work with us from around the world, and really it's been from Australia to Zimbabwe and everything in between, they see the world that same way. And they connect with each other across countries, cities, states, socioeconomic levels, genders. They are a community of young humans that are very much tuned into the fragility of, of the planet. And so they've form teams from different countries, different cities, states. It's really quite extraordinary to watch. And they are a global community. And Gen Z that will be inheriting the planet has, has the opportunity to do some really great work. You know, I've said that we, we know we need to leave a, a better world for our, for our children, but we also need to leave better children for our world. And this is a way where these kids become integrated and become that that global community that will work together. And who knows, you know, this is where education can become diplomacy. You know, peace could break out. You never know. Yeah. And, and you know, how you started too, just the way you frame it, that it's an invitation, right? Uh, and, and that it's an invitation to design the future. I like what you were talking about in terms of building a better world for our children, but building better children for our world. I think going through the process of the Conrad Challenge and, and what the students learn about themselves and what they're able to accomplish, I have to believe that it inspires some level of agency and ownership, right, of building that better world and building better selves uh, that can lead in the future, too. So it's, it's really great what you're doing. Before we get too far ahead, I want to just say to the Ruckus Maker listening, and this will be in the show notes too, a link, but you can get this information at conradchallenge.org and get students signed up and and starting to register and and go through the process that way. So, And they have to hurry because we're coming up on deadline. I think it's in a week. And and really just register in because all, you know, you can bake the cake after you've got your recipe. So the kids can sign up now and then begin to form the pieces that they need to do going forward because it is a, a, a funneled competition, so it's incremental development. Right, right. Yeah, definitely register soon. The deadline is approaching. Nancy, I wonder if you could riff a little more on the, the no-box thinking and, and, and that approach. Um, that's important to me to discuss with you because of your, your handle on that concept. And, you know, the person who listens that I lovingly call a ruckus maker, they want to make change in education. I think education traditionally has a lot of boxes, you know, but 
we need to, we need to break that box open and, and reveal, oh, there never was a box to begin with. So can you riff a bit on that? And I am very heavily engaged right now in, in the whole process of, I, that's what I've been doing for my whole life really is changing the way students learn. And so the, the no box toolbox is a vehicle it's part of a whole system that's an ecosystem of learning that I'm working on with top leaders around the world, ministers of education. And this will be coming, and you and I will talk again because I'll be able to share this, this uh, transformation with you. The NoBox toolbox is, think of it as a design thinking um, platform where it gives you, it, it's a map but it doesn't tell you where to go. So it's the phases of design thinking. You know, the, how, do you, how do you decide what category you want to work in? How do you decide what that product might be? And what are the tools to, to work through that process and then come away with the one idea that you think is worth developing? And when you go through that process, you're doing it with your team and with your coach. So it's, you know, many times we'll come up with the aha moment and, oh my gosh, that's the best idea I ever had. Well, this is working with teams. And is that the best idea? And what's your research? And how can you prove out that that's the idea that you should be developing? So we help through that process without saying to you, do it this way. And this is the product you should develop. And if you do it better, you win, right? And then you go through sketching it out. This is within the team. You begin to develop your prototyping, you test things, and then you go through real-time interviewing with people in the real world to think about it. You have to do a lot of research to find out if that product is actually an original idea because you have to have something that's, one, commercially viable, and two, can have its own IP. We take you through the whole intellectual property process so that they really understand what is a patent? How do you get a patent? How do you assure that your product is protected? Um, and we work very closely with USPTO, not only in the U.S., but with uh, global patents as well. So those are some of the pieces of it. And, and within that happens all of these, the SELs, as we call them, because the kids have to learn. They don't have to. They are invited to learn. Well, it's kind of both because it, working within teams, there's no way to be in a team without leadership skills and knowing how to communicate and collaborate and cooperate. And all of that is baked into this. I, I just want to share with you that my mentor, when I developed this 15 years ago, and there's some pieces under the, the development of this, but his name was Dr. Charles Best. Chuck was the president of MIT. And he became the president of the National Academies of Engineering. And I've been on the president's circle of the National Academies for about 20 years. So I went to Chuck because, of course, I admired him so much. And he was working on the Grand Challenges, which is for university students. And I said, Chuck, I want to do high school. I was a high school teacher. And my late husband, Pete, got his moonshot in high school. And so what can young people you know, what are the categories that high school students could best work in? And Chuck was also working on the NGSS standards. He was at the helm of the whole NGSS 
uh, development. So I sort of incorporated Chuck's guidance of categories and then the whole design thinking component. It's part of the NGSS standards. So that's all part of what we do and have been doing for 15 years. So it's a, um, it's a very integrated, well thought out platform. And so those things all came together sort of in a, cosmic sort of a way, I suppose. And it's just been an extraordinary adventure as we've developed these things over the years. We've seen our students achieve unbelievable, you know, they go to Stanford Business School and get MBAs and Johns Hopkins and Harvard and MIT and, and other universities. And these kids are excelling. They're working and because we've given them this opportunity to be part of the future, they work at companies and they're in high demand because they know how to think. So it's a very different mind that comes out of something like this. It's a very creative soul and a creative spirit that is part of an innovative workforce and has purpose-driven innovation at the core of their thinking skills. Yeah, you're building better humans, I think, in, in uh just what an opportunity, you know, and, and again, you can uh, send your students to conradchallenge.org to quickly fill out that registration form and get involved. Uh, this is this is the type of education we talk about, you know, in terms of the authenticity and uh, solving interesting problems. And again, the agency and ownership over the change that students are making. I think the last question I have for you, Nancy, is maybe paint a picture of of some of the projects that have uh, come across your desk and, you know, that you've seen as a part of this challenge, just to give a picture to the ruckus maker listening so that they they can get excited about the work and really encourage their students uh, to participate. Sure. And I mean, over the years, there have been so many. It's just unbelievable. But let me start with one that's really so we, NASA asked our kids to create a nutrition product suitable for microgravity and long-duration space flight. And our kids came up with a meal replacement energy bar that met all of NASA's standards. And that product got to fly on STS-134 that was commanded by Mark Kelly. Mark is the twin brother of Scott. Scott was just up for you. Those kids got to go to the launch. Can you imagine that? Some of our students have created a device to diagnose eye disease. That one got approved by the FDA and she got early admission to Harvard. Uh, wait, a line of skincare products developed from tobacco. Go figure that out. Uh, a rehabilitative medical device to improve joint health. A low-cost portable water system. It serves populations in national disasters and it's in about nine countries right now. And one of the teams developed a tool to for uh, improve energy store to prove storage efficiency inside of the International Space Station. I mean, it goes all over the place. A, a team of kids out of Lagos, Nigeria, that developed systems for banking and improving the uh, monitoring of of crops in for farmers in Nigeria. That was the young man that got to speak on the floor of the uh, UN. Yeah, quite a story with him. Anyway, I mean, it just, it's all over the place because we don't have a box and they come up with whatever they can come up with. And uh, that, oh, then we had last year, maybe two years ago, I think it was, 
a team out of New Hampshire that developed a way to put out forest fires with sound. What? Uh, (laughs) I know, I know. So that's what happens when you free out these young minds. (laughs) Yeah, it's really exciting, isn't it? That is exciting. Again, a huge smile on my face. And I, I love it just because, like you said, no box thinking. And uh, I mean, they're, they're solving interesting problems. And uh, I mean, fighting forest fires with sound, whoever would have thought of that. But that's that's what happens when you, you get out of the way, you give them the tools, uh, framework, but not the map on how to solve it. And uh, that's how you innovate. So, wow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so when I talk about purpose-driven and you say, well, putting up forest fires with sound, that is purpose-driven. That is things that do real stuff, that make an impact and make a difference and that will um, create a better future for all of us. Absolutely. Well, Nancy, uh, thank you so much for being my guest again on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? To open, open the aperture for these young people, to give them the opportunity to, to create. Man, I forgot to tell you one really cool thing we did. Okay, well, let's, just, let's do that. Let's hear it. Okay. So as you may know, my late husband was the third man to walk on the moon and flew Apollo 12. So we had the 50th anniversary of Apollo last year. We sent up a memory disc into space aboard a Blue Origin flight. And all the kids, the teachers, all of our alumni were on that memory disc. We took it to the Museum of Flight in Seattle. And it's part of an exhibit. And we're going to do it again this year. How about that? How about that? So if, if, you, want to, if you want to be part of the future <laughs> and take a ride in space, we're your vehicle. We'll drive. How's that? That's pretty cool. All right. Well, thanks again, like I said, Nancy. And for the ruckus maker listening, check out the Conrad Challenge at conradchallenge.org. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.